trigger warning, this podcast is going to discuss death, suicide, and loss. It's an important subject, but if you want to skip it, we will see you next week. Also, if you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They are available 24 hours a day. The phone number is 1-800-273-8255. The lab loves you. While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I'm Heather. I'm one of the owners of Beauty Lab and co-host of this hilarious and heartfelt podcast with my dear friend and business partner. Dre, I'm Dre, other owner, other co-host, and together we are Drether. It's rough. It's a rough beginning. Well, I, you, you're the, this is your wheelhouse, my friend. Well, I'm failing miserably. <laughs> Probably because I'm holding my microphone like an ice cream cone. I know. Are you hating this? That yes, it's like- I want an insulated podcast room that I was promised when we built our office space and it never came to fruition i know that was like the whole reason we were moving (laughs) we're like um okay thanks for building us a new space but we don't have a podcast room actually we don't even have a room with any sound insulation no we really don't so it's It's, fine it's pretty funny when uh because our office is right next to jill's room and like i feel so bad for jill's clients because they must i mean they have to they have to hear every word we're saying because we hear every word they're saying and like it's it's so funny. I mean, good thing I'm used to disappointment. <laughs> hey, there's always second location, Heather. It's true. There's true. always second I really location. would love, I'm putting it on my wish list. I would love a real, I would love to be a real boy, Geppetto. <laughs> a real boy. I would love a real podcast room. We're going to have one. We have the real gear. We've got the mics. We've got the headphones. We've got the sound mixing board. We've got the mixer, which is Dre. We've got GarageBand. Yeah. We got it all. We've got what we We've need. We've got SoundCloud. What else? What? You know Throw what? it at me. We're Throw it at me. Strappers. It's who we are. It's who we are. We go with the minimum and we make the maximum. You could say all the best, no BS. <laughs> and it's so funny because you are a real housewife, yet, I mean, like, you, I don't have a real podcast room. But, <laughs> but you're fine slumming it with me, you know? Hey, it's never slumming it when I'm with you. It's, it's just the fact that, uh, we don't have a space that's even could be repurposed for that, you know? know, and that was our main objective. I know. I feel like I am really liking the acoustics of your bedroom, though. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you welcome. very much. I did see um, when Lauren Zima from uh, Entertainment e, inter- Tonight. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say inter- E! Online, but Entertainment Tonight came and did her interview. She had to record some like audio for pickups or uh-huh. for some other thing. She was so cool. She was such a professional. And those those hosts, they do it all. I know they do. They should get paid much, much more. Or I don't know how much they make. She looks pretty rich. But um, <laughs> she came into our office and we're like, that we really have no space that's quiet. And she just knelt down into our sofa. Like a cushion. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, this will work great. She plugged a microphone into her phone and just like, hi, this is Lauren Seaman. You're watching. You know, and she just did whatever her lines were. And, I, and then she just got up and finished her job. And I know. I mean, it was, she, she was, was so cool. So cool. I she loved her. So Lauren, cool. come back. Come back. And she's Chris Harrison's girlfriend, which is like so know. fascinating to me. And she let us FaceTime with Chris Harrison. I know. So and of fun. course, Dre did her signature joke. Will you accept this rose? <laughs> I wish I had. <laughs> and 
I was, Tris I was laughed. mute. Oh, oh, never heard that one before. <laughs> you were mute. You were starstruck. I was starstruck. He is so handsome. He's really handsome. Very, very handsome. And mm-hmm. Lauren is gorgeous, too. That was a fun experience. Entertainment tonight came over, took over the lab. And with the lights, camera, action, production, sound guys. And there was a scene that where we gave, um, I gave all of the housewives and Lauren a B12 shot. Yes. I almost got bright red blood on Meredith's like cream silk suit. Like I was within milli, like micromillimeters of getting it on there. And I had to like keep my game face on. But it ended up that the cameraman had what's called double punch. Okay, that's right. Because I remember he said that and you were like, Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, because double punch is essentially, you learn all the industry words. <laughs> double punch is when a camera operator uh, pushes it, but they pushed it off. So they think the camera's on and recording yes. everything, but it's really just turned on on their, it's really turned off on their shoulder. Right, right. Yeah, so I remember when he said that and you were like, oh, I know what that is. And then they had to refilm it, right? Because it just never got captured but then it means couldn't. like none of the shots none of us doing those injections was on camera at all it was just he it, he looked like he was filming it but it, the camera wasn't on yeah that was a so bummer we tried to recreate it but you know it's never as good the second time and um no and I don't even know if it, I think Whitney posted on her social media like me giving uh Meredith the shot because she had been filming oh on her phone yeah I think I have to go back so and funny. look, but it was really funny. Great, fun experience. I don't yeah. know how we got on that, that topic. That was cool. Well, we were talking about Lauren Zima. Oh, um, but the gorgeous, inimitable Lauren Zima. She, she really was so great. And it was so cool when she said, like, I heard I was in Reagan's I was in uh, one of the injection rooms, you know, totally eavesdropping. Yeah. Because well, you, you can hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she said, here we are on hallowed ground at Beauty Lab and Laser. And I like had to pinch myself. I was like, is this real? It's like, did she just say that Beauty Lab is hallowed ground? It was so cool. That's so crazy. I know. It was it really so fun. is. It's it's base camp. I know. Ground zero. Zero dark 30. Here we go. <laughs> Beauty Lab and Laser. It has been the vehicle for so much I in know. both of our lives. I we know. have to honor it as its own entity. Welcome, Beauty Lab, in this very room. <laughs> There's quite enough love for Beauty Lab. Um, and Beauty Lab is the generous sponsor of our podcast this week. Yes. Um, you know, mini lip plump. Cheekbone pop. Hydrafacial. Baby got back knee. Ooh, I, I love that one. The baby I want to get that soon. Thigh Bella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the things. All the no, things. Nose contour. Puppet master. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to our generous sponsor, yeah. Beauty Lab. Beauty Lab. You're we- welcome. Yeah. Drether. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my ventriloquist puppet. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, Heather. Yes, ma'am. Um, You asked me... What I was thinking about today in the car on my way over here. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> See, this is where we need to insert a sound bite, right? You yeah, gotta, like, you gotta, you goodbye. <laughs> you gotta record that on your I'll phone. I'll pull up my sounds and see if anything <laughs> comes in handy. We'll see what we got. Anyway, um, but so you'd asked me what I was thinking about and like what was on my mind so we could podcast about it. And, um, you know, we've talked before about the shows that that bind us, the TV that makes us. And I mean, really, there's only one show that I am like totally 
obsessed with and up to date on, and that of course is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There you go. Ding 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 yep. ding ding. Um, it's the Insert one soundbite. Is this a real tumbleweed? <laughs> it's it's the one that I watch religiously. But got a baby, got it, gonna say wow. <laughs> <laughs> a little post Malone. That was post Malone. <laughs> um. But recently, I've been watching Nine Perfect Strangers, dun, 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 starring Cameron Westcott, because <laughs> she looks exactly like Nicole Kidman. Yes. They're interchangeable in certain light and certain scenes, totally. you know, but they, with that opening scene where Masha, the blue is like blowing her mm-hmm. windy hair, and I screen recorded it, and I was going to DM Cameron and be like, convince me this isn't you you know that meme where the guy's like this is cameron westcott convince me otherwise you have 30 minutes it looks exactly like her but it's a great show. we got the inimitable i'm going to use that word seven times please do melissa mccarthy oh she's so great in it so great so love, great love, love her. i know i love her I'm a big as a dramatic role for her too. i know and that's the thing she's usually like the funny physical you know, comedy yeah, funny person comic but... relief and she she is really funny in this yeah but it is like I remember seeing Adam Sandler in like, oh, what was it? Spanglish, I think. Oh, one of my favorites. And yeah, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like you're funny, but you're also like a really good actor. Heartfelt, sweet, wonderful, like, yeah. Yeah. Accessible actor. I feel like this is a role for her that way. You know what I mean? Like she's shining. She's so, so great. Anyway, so I've been thinking. I love that you saw Spanglish. Yeah. That's like my hidden gem. Like it is. I, people, it didn't get great reviews. I can put that on. I laugh. I cry. Totally. Uh, Taylioni. I mean, it's so good. Oh, so good. Yeah, I so, love so that good. about us. That's so funny. Um, you know one the mo- sandwich they make at the end of Spanglish. He makes that delicious sandwich with the fried egg. Yeah. Yeah, I've made that. You have? Well, of course. Let's make that after we're done That's here. Well, sure. food if glorious. we have bread. Food. <laughs> <laughs> Hot sausage and mustard. <laughs> While we're in the mood, the Spanglish sandwich will mustard. <laughs> anyway, um, but it, it that show has got me thinking. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but like, I mean, kind of the premise is that all of these nine people are going to kind of like a little retreat to heal from trauma. I would call it like a mental rehab. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, they all kind of have different backgrounds, different stories, all quite relatable, I I think. Yeah. And, um, but specifically, you know, one of the storylines that I've attached myself to is a family that is coping with the um, loss of their son and brother by suicide. And, you know, seeing as it is still September, maybe not by the time we release this, but it right. is September. Our last hurrah. Yes. For, for mental health and um, suicide awareness or prevention month. Yeah, because September suicide prevention month. So we don't care about it in October through <laughs> August. But we're certainly going to push it hard now. <laughs> but we have been like thinking about it and talking about it a lot. And, um, you know, it got me thinking what, you know, when you've lost someone, would you want to see them again? And like, what would you do and say? And what would you be willing to do to have that experience? It's a good question. Right? So we just thought we'd start out light and easy. (laughs) This is going to be a heavy one, guys. So let me think about that. When I've lost someone, would I want to see them again? I think our knee-jerk reaction is yes. Yeah. Well, and especially coming from our background where we were taught growing up and lived an entire life. Families can be together forever. That's right. And like that belief that we will be united again. And though I don't necessarily still hold that belief, I hope for that. And I love the idea of it. 
but like I've really been thinking I, I mean I don't know like because it would also be so painful to know that you're just gonna see them that one time yeah it's like will it re ignite all of that you know pain yeah will it be closure or will it be a fresh wound yeah and you'll have to go through the whole process of loss again right right and And what would you say what would you would would what you would say be about you and what you need to tell them or would it be about what you want them to hear so let's be specific Mm, okay let's talk about Tim yeah I mean tell the backstory of Tim I mean, not everybody yeah. listens to every episode from right. day one, okay. so you have to always Okay, recap. yes, just a little recap. Okay, so my brother Tim, he's two years younger than me. Um, we were super, super close, and he died by suicide November um, 2019. So he's been gone for almost two years. And, um, you know, he was my neighbor. He lived right around the corner from me. I saw him all the time. We were really close. And so it's it's hard and it was really hard because he was someone that I was used to seeing like physically a lot. You yeah, know what I mean? He was part of your daily routine. Yeah. And he was part of my friend group, social circle and our family is really close and we spent a lot of time together as a family. Um, so really, really integrated into my life. And within the family, he was your person. Yes, exactly. He was like my, my ally, you know, and I, I'm close with all my siblings, but it's like, you know, we were two years apart and, and had the same friend group. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just a thing. Um, and it's interesting because when I was thinking about this, if, if I would want to see him again, so it was obviously really shocking and, I mean, devastating when he died. And I remember people telling me like, oh, you're going to feel him or people saying that they felt him. And, you know, I don't know if it comes down to, you know, belief or what, but like I was struggling with that. And because you hadn't felt him or you were scared you wouldn't feel him or all All of the above all of the above because I don't even know where I stand on that I don't even know if it's possible for me to feel him because I don't know where he is you know I don't know if he has a spirit and is still here I don't know if he just yeah you don't have the answers to the questions like well he passed over into spirit prison Mm -hmm. he's you know the veil is very thin he's doing missionary work waiting for the millennium totally and then at that point you'll be reunited yeah you know which is the belief that I grew up with for sure but and it's the belief that a lot of people that knew Tim still still hold and so including like your family yeah exactly and so I do know a lot of people have you know felt him around and um you know, of course I, I think of him and I, you know, see things that remind me of him, but I didn't ever have that like real sense of like, oh, here he is with me. He's sitting right next yeah. to me that a lot of other people experienced, you know? Yeah. Like Dorinda on Housewives of New York, uh, whenever she sees like a balloon floating, it's representative of Richard, her late husband. Okay. And like she has a little video of just like this balloon that's just kind of mid air, like not high at its elevation. It's clearly... Like a balloon with a message, you right. know, because it's hovering mid room and she's like, that's Richard. And it's just kind of a, you know, a sweet, yes, you know, memento or minute, you know, where yeah. she honors him and felt him 
in that balloon. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I do have a few things that are like that with Tim, like 1111. Mm-hmm. Anytime I look at my phone, it's 1111. I'm like, oh, hi, Tim. So I've you started know? doing the sign of the cross because I, I feel like I need to do a gesture when I really? see it. And I think of you and I think of Tim Mer 11 and I think of Dre Rob 1111. And yeah. I... Uh, so I just do the sign of the cross now whenever I see it. I love that. Just I'm going like to start doing do, do, that too. Do, do. Just in remembrance. We should probably do like a hand jive or <laughs> something. But or just flip the bird because that was his favorite gesture. How about a thumbs up? Yeah, we could do a thumbs up, up yes. every time. Tim would love the thumbs <laughs> he up. He would love the thumbs up. Oh, he, he would get such a kick out of yeah, that. he would. But yeah, I mean, sign of the cross. I have 11-11 and then also like a couple days after he died, my one of my very best friends, Kat, and she's been on the podcast. She's one of our- One of our favorite, favorite podcasts favorite. ever. Another night ruined by male <laughs> toxicity. <laughs> but she had texted me and she said- um, that uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, you know, um, CCR, um, that Who Will Stop the Rain song had come on and she said, I just am feeling Tim. And now every time I hear that song, I I like to think that it's Tim, you know? Like, well, do you remember when I went to Little Caesars? Yes. And it came on? Yes. And I just, I didn't know that you'd had that conversation with Kat. Yes. And that CCR came on, Who Will Stop the Rain, and I, like, took a picture of it on my like I don't remember what I did because like it was on my car but in my phone and yeah I felt him yeah and so there you go it's like and that was totally unconnected totally and I remember telling you like okay that's so weird because Kat literally had like texted me yeah and said that so one of our church's true moments (laughs) so I do have like those things but you know I but I did end up about like maybe four or five months after he died I did have a dream about him and, you know, I know what dreams are. It's, what, well, what do you mean? So, <laughs> a wise one. Oh, great. Dre knows what dreams are. Well, tell us. So, if you look at it from a logical and scientific approach, okay, which you your, love to do, your dreams are your brain just, you know, basically taking care. It's cleanup. You're, you have fragmented thoughts throughout the whole day. And your brain is just making sense of those things and putting them and storing them where they belong and processing. Really? Yeah. And so I... It's just taking like fragmented thoughts, memories, mm -hmm. experiences and like reorganizing them? Yep. And just storing them away. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Like, oh, we could... I want to have like a dream researcher, like a scientist that studies dreams. I dreamed a dream (laughs) of days gone by. (laughs) But um, I did have a dream about Tim. And in my dream, he was there and I was like, I was so happy to see him and I got to hug him and he said sorry um and it was really healing even if it wasn't him like maybe it was um did you feel him hug you did you I felt it was like he was real he was like there and it it felt so good to see him but then when he was gone, like he disappeared. Like without a goodbye. I mean, he just, he the just, dream vanished. He just, I, I didn't even wake up from my, in the dream, he disappeared. Mm. And the loss, like I was like, no, I didn't have enough time. I still have more to say. I still want to talk to you. I still want to be with you. I still want you to make this okay. And, um. You know, so in a sense, I guess I, d- I did see my brother after he died. 
Um, and did it bring you comfort or pain? Both. I but the oh like the overwhelming feeling was of closure. You know, of like he's okay, he's sorry, and you know he told me some things in the dream um, that made me feel a lot better about the way he had died. Yeah, and. You know, Heather, that could have been completely just from my own brain and most likely was. Science would tell us that it is. But on the off chance that it was actually him telling me those things, I, I'll take it. Of course. You know, I'll take it. And, but I, would I want, do I want to see him? Of course I want to see him again. You know. You want to have another, But would I you dream of him every night if you could? I don't know. I, I don't know. It might be really, really painful because it was. I felt that loss when he disappeared and he was gone. And right now you're emotional and feeling because is, are you, what are you feeling right now? Like just. Just like, just sad. Like I just miss him. And. And you're remembering and what tender. it was like to have yeah. him right there. You know, but then at the same time, I hate, you know, to think that I ever will have a time in the future that it, I have a hard time recalling what it felt like to hug him. What his voice sounds yeah. like, what the, what he smelled like, what he exactly. felt like, what yeah. he would have said, the way he would have said it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember anything specific he said to you other than sorry? Just that he was okay and that it had to be like this, that it was part of the, the plan. It was part of the Mac tube of everything. Mm -hmm. Did you say, everything you wanted to say to him no no I was because I actually like <laughs> I'm pretty mad at him and so I think if like I had a chance to physically talk to him I would just bitch him out first mm -hmm. but it caught me so by surprise that I was just like so happy to see him and I just yeah. I was like oh my gosh Tim like you almost forgot like wait a second I'm angry yes yes I'm mad like yes I totally forgot as I was just so surprised, but also just so happy to see him. Well, that's kind of interesting, too, because we're saying, would you want to see someone uh, that you've lost again? And imagine if the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And it's because you want to get off your chest the anger. Yeah. Because it's eating you up inside. Yeah. Like, how could you leave How me? could you how leave? Could you or leave how this? could you leave under those circumstances? Or even not just death by suicide, like, just... I think there's anger just when we lose anyone, you know, even if it's by cancer or by whatever. And like to express that anger, if that's what you chose to do when you saw him again mm -hmm. and you have to live with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it is a thread on a sweater that it's like we, we are supposed to go through the seven stages of grief when we lose someone. And everyone's saying that Kanye's albums are the seven different mm. stages of grief with losing his mother. Donda, donda. Donda, Donda, Donda. Have you listened to his album? No, uh -uh. Well, then you would get it. <laughs> and I hope all of y'all listen to Kanye's album. But there are state, there's, you know how you always say to me, it's science, right? Uh -huh. Like when I'm like, am I crying because I'm sad? Or am I crying because I'm hungover? And you're like, it's science, okay? It's science. And I'm like, okay, good. And we know that there is science involved in like the processes that the chemical and emotional processes our body goes through when we lose someone right but science does not allow for dreams right and science does not allow for mediums uh-huh 
And science does not allow for, you know, a, a hallucination, a, hallucination, a psych- psychedelic, a, yeah, like a yeah. mushroom induced, you know, mm-hmm. thing or mm-hmm. like a meditative science says that dreams are your brain organizing pre-recorded thoughts and emotions. Right. But you had never had an experience with Tim where he was gone and had to say sorry Right. Because he died by suicide. So that couldn't have been a collected thought that your brain was housekeeping. Well, or maybe... Science can't answer Tim visiting you in your dream. Well, it can't, you know, set in stone. Do you know what I mean? It can it can maybe explain it, but there's no way to for sure know. There's no way to for sure know. And I'm okay with that. I really love staying in I don't know. It's comforting to me, for sure. Yeah. What about you? Like... Because you lost your dad last year. Yeah, I lost my dad last year and I uh, was devastated, but I had this firm belief that I would feel his life continuing, that I would see his life, you know, as like the string across the classroom where there's a tiny knot and that's our earth life and he existed before and he lived on earth and he's going to exist after. And I thought that I would just have that wave of comfort and I thought that I would physically see him, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it was the first person that I've lost like that, you know, like like a family member and I felt nothing. That's weird, right? I felt like he was gone and it was, I couldn't find a way to get him back, you know? Yeah. And so when I asked myself that question, would I want to see him again? Yes. Because I thought, I don't know if I will. If I don't see him right now, I don't know if my belief system holds that I'll ever see him again. Yeah. Because I, that experience and all of these experiences in my life the last few years as I'm kind of transitioning my faith makes me wonder if the universe is too big for you know, eternal families and father daughters, like we're part of the family of man. Right? right. And like, it's, it's not what I thought it would be death. Yeah. It's pretty trippy. Would you, so if you could see your dad again, even if you didn't know if it was actually seeing him or if you were, if it was just coming from your brain in a dream or yes, in a hallucination 100%. or whatever, even if you knew it was completely made up by your brain. Yeah, I would, would want to know what my brain him. made up about him. Okay. I okay. would want to know what I feel in need because I, there's, it's so swampy, you know, I mm-hmm. feel like I was a bad daughter. I feel like I let him down. I feel like he died not knowing the true me. Yeah. And I think he would have liked the real me. Yeah. I think he would have too. And because he never knew the real me, I never really knew the real him. I knew the wonderful father he was and human, mm-hmm. but he was so he was so good at being that good father and human that, or not human, that good father and patriarch and teacher that he didn't show a lot of weakness or frailty. You know, sure. he didn't. Yeah, that wasn't part of our narrative. His, you know, what he struggled with because he didn't ever seem to struggle. Yeah. You know, he just was solid. And I I think that if I did see him again, I would just want to hug him and thank him That's for nice. raising me, you know? Yeah. And for being a great dad. Yeah. 
And like, I wouldn't want to make him feel guilty that he's gone. Yeah. I wouldn't want to make him feel like he's missing. Like, I think I would be exactly who I am on earth, which is like, don't worry about it. We're fine. (laughs) Everyone's going to be great. We're great. You go, you do whatever you need to do, you know? And like, I wouldn't say, we miss you. We need you. I wouldn't want him to have that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. I'd want him to be like skipping off into space. But I'm realizing that this concept I've had of death and the afterlife, what we kind of grew up with, with Mormonism was... Like, tell me basically, like, when you die, what exactly happens? So your body goes into the ground and your spirit leaves your body. We It used to be shown to us in primary as like a glove. You yeah. Know? The body like, leaves yeah. the glove. And so the spirit goes into heaven. The spirit leaves the glove. Yeah. The sorry. spirit, yeah. And which is your hand. And then, you know, the glove gets buried under the ground. Um, and your hand's still existing. Your hand still exists. It's your, your spirit. And we didn't even call it a soul in the church. It really was your spirit. spirit yeah, you we know? didn't say soul till recently. Yeah. And so your spirit goes um, to heaven and you're either in spirit paradise, right? Or spirit prison. Right. And um, you're waiting for the second coming because then once the second coming happens, then you can be resurrected. Right. Um, and, you know, return to your body and which is why it's important not to cremate or anything like that, you know, so your body's intact. Yeah. And, um, but you will be resurrected in your perfect state. So, and I always wondered like, yeah, what, what's your perfect state? 22. Like I'm saying today, minus the Brandy Melville hoodie, (laughs) it's your perfect state. I like your hair straight. It looks gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. What is our perfect state? But this is something that I realized today. So, okay. So I die. Mm Mm-hmm. And I go to spirit paradise because I'm a goodie. I go to spirit prison because I'm a baddie. And I have to wait there uh-huh. until the millennium. Yes. And the millennium is how long? A thousand years. Then I have to wait another thousand years. Yeah. And then at that point, Jesus returns, glorifies and returns the earth to its paradisical, how do I say that? Paradisical. Paradisical yeah. glory. And then at that point, the sorting hat comes out and says, Telestial kingdom, terrestrial kingdom, celestial Celestial, kingdom. And is it at that point that I'm reunited with my dad after inimitable, I mean, like unaccounted for time in spirit paradise or prison, and then a thousand years of millennium, and then I'm reunited with my father? Or unless you die before that, because then you'll just see him in paradise, right? Oh, I get it. So we'll be in paradise together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what if I'm in prison and he's in paradise? I won't see him until after the millennium. I guess. And he comes visits me from Celestial Kingdom. Yeah. Probably. Do you realize I never realized like there was a long waiting period before Celestial Glory? Yeah. Like it ain't over when you die, That's folks. Right. Like you have to stay until this resurrection uh-huh. and Jesus comes again. Yeah. And then there's a thousand years of him ruling the earth. Yes. And then you get to go to the Celestial Kingdom and procreate until mm-hmm. your balls fall off. Yep. I mean, is Which that they th- never will because your, body your will body's be perfect. perfect. <laughs> what if your yeah. version of your perfect body was like when you were 45 because you came into your own and you loved yourself and your husband's version of your perfect body was when you were 19 and like you meet each other up in the social kingdom and they're like, what? <laughs> oh, that ain't Dick Clark. I didn't sign up for this. And they're like, what if there is a, it's absurd. I know. I mean, I don't think they really thought all of these things through. But I'm starting to think them through for the first time in my life. And I am realizing that like that picture of the eternal family in the celestial kingdom, like even if we all died tonight, Mm -hmm. 
we still got a journey, folks. <laughs> we got, got a lot of time. We got a lot of time. But do you know what? It's uh, heaven time is much faster than earth time, right? Oh, did did mm-hmm. the heaven people come back and tell you that yeah, I think in your so. dreams? Okay. Yeah. Tim, Tim like, made sure to include that. It's like, <laughs> P.S. One minute on earth is a blink in heaven. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, we suspend our disbelief to comfort us when we've lost people. Because can you imagine the angst and pain you have of losing someone here on earth, but the reassurance that I'll see them in oh, heaven. Absolutely. And then you get to heaven. It's like, oh, yes, you will in a thousand years. Yeah. Because that's the plan. I know. But here's the thing, though, is like, because I, I think of, you know, people in my family who hold that belief. And I wish that I believed that. Like, I wish I knew that the way that I used to know it, you know, mm-hmm. because it is comforting. I, I'll take a thousand years. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. So, right. you know, and I, and it's not that I absolutely think that that's not the truth, but it's like, I, I hope it is. I hope I get to see all the people I've lost and will lose. I hope we all get to be together. And the pets and the, I mean, I yeah. just, the way I've always comforted myself when someone I've loved is I've lost them to death. I think, oh, you know, aunt. Mabel's there to greet them and their dog Lexi, you know, and his mom and they're all reunited and we, we see this joyful reunion and, but that's only if we all ended up in the same place. Right. But luckily the first death, it's just one of two places. It's prison or paradise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not as tricky. Yeah. Until after the, after, after the sorting hat. Yeah. 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 So sorting hat comes through. Where are you headed? Well, I'm OD because I'm OD. Yeah, it's fine. Right now, I'm still telestial. Yeah. I'm hanging by a spider's thread, they say. <laughs> but if I do the quitmormon.org letter, I'm going to be an OD. Yeah. And guess what? Knowing you're going to be an OD, if I hold these beliefs still, motivates me to be an OD. <laughs> they didn't think that part through either. I know. And all my gay friends, ODs, baby. <laughs> Let's go. No, they're telestial. What yeah. is it? Yeah. Telestial, terrestrial. I can't I can't remember well, the order, but. Well, it's telestial's the lowest. Oh, telestial's the lowest. People who are not Mormon are going to think that we are like literally like LARPers. Like, what are LARPers? Like live action role playing, like weird cosplay. Yeah, like cosplay. Guess what? (laughs) Learn, learn our lingo, man. Learn the doctrine. This is what we and all Mormons believe. And that's why we are taking some of your precious time to walk through the muck. Yes. Because Death is complicated. Death is complicated. And seeing people, again, is complicated. Humans are complicated. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, because we're human, if we did have the chance to see a loved one, we might screw it up. Yeah. But also, I mean, you look at, like, even outside of the realm of, like, you know, religious belief or whatever, like, psychics and mediums is, is a huge industry. Huge. And so it doesn't matter what your belief system is. People are willing to suspend disbelief. You know what I mean? In order to reconnect with ones that have passed. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, how many of us I have, like, we we went to a psychic in New York. We went and to we the had a best great psychic. Time. Nicole, shout out to Nicole. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm not even a freaking believer. And I still paid money and have thought a lot about what she said to me. You yeah, know, I, I have too. Especially when she said we need to book a trip with Blue Waters. Yes. Yes. Thanks for that one. <laughs> um, I, believe... I paid her to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in psychics and mediums. Absolutely. I believe that certain people are very close to... I call it the gift of the spirit, you know? Yeah. 
I believe in that. Do and you I, have any friends that are, that like are that? psychics or mediums? Well, that I mean, just not even officially, but like, like I'm just thinking of in particular one girlfriend that literally she knows everything. Like knew I was pregnant before I was pregnant, like before I did. And really? like pr- pr- she freaking predicts stuff all the time. Wow. And like who? Mouth it. Okay, got yeah. it, got it, got it. And like, it's wild because I'm that like, is wild. And she has like called me and said stuff that like literally like in a, within a year happens. Like she is close to the veil. Close like we to the veil, say, like we'd say for know? moments. If when we were, um, so how does she benefit the world with predictions? Well, she's a really spiritual person, and um. I think she does a lot of work to try to like better the universe. She mm-hmm. has a, holds a lot of beliefs about, you know, the energy that you put out there and everything. Get back and-, and, but I mean, it's more for her personally. Like she experienced a horrible, horrible loss and she w- kind of was prepared for it, you know? And, um, fascinating. and I think was able to process it in a healthier way than you know some of the other people that were uh, affected by that loss well because she did she know tim uh-huh and has she seen tim in a dream or has she had any since she is someone that's close to that has she been able to be a medium for tim and would you ever ask her to be you know what i think i'm going to no because we, I, mean, we I just asked that question right yeah now. we Thank we you, talk folks. a lot we talk a lot about him for sure and because she could solicit him she could seek him yeah, could, maybe you know and be a medium yeah yeah I would be totally open to like seeing a medium like because the the psychic that we went to wasn't that wasn't her like she was tarot cards and yeah you know, she more, did tarot cards um, that kind of thing but um I would be totally open to seeing a medium and again like I am the most non-believing person but that is how desperate I feel to have closure and to know that he's okay and so that dream things. gave you some of that but not yeah. completely yeah because there's always more. You can yeah, always have all, more closure, yeah, more, more love, more reassurance. Yeah, feel more of it for sure. Do you think Tim uh, is watching you and still exists and has seen what you're doing? I don't know. Does Are you motivated? So we started the Don't Leave Foundation in Tim's honor. It's a mental health awareness, but we provide free uh, scar treatment for self-harm and suicide mm-hmm. and addiction uh, scars. And... That's something that we do in honor of Tim, you know, his name's on our logo. Like we have his, he's why we do it and talk about it. And do you ever, are you motivated? Like Tim's, Tim's watching this or Tim can see what's happening. If Tim was watching, he would be so proud if he's here. It's all ifs and I don't knows. And really it doesn't matter like because his legacy is something beautiful and great because of don't leave, you know? And if he is there and I mean, every time I see someone on the schedule for don't leave, I think of Tim. And so it is, you know, he is here Yes, because of that, because he's in my mind and my heart and his name is on our logo and his face is, you know, on our wall in front of our office and his ashes are in the floor in the foundation of Beauty Lab. Of Beauty Lab, yeah. So you didn't see this on season one because it was a deleted scene, but Tim was so fundamental kind of in our success and in 
our story, we took part of his ashes and uh, cemented it into the foundation as a just a tribute, yeah, a, a tribute reminder. to him, and to have him be part of the foundation of our new business and our next chapter. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool to share with you. It was, yeah, it was, and with like the crew too. I remember, yeah, with. Like everyone was after affected. we filmed it it was like we all were all like sobbing yeah, and the producers the cameramen and even the audio guys and they're they have hearts <laughs> of steel those guys no it was a moment though that shared in our humanity mm-hmm. you know it was really really special it really was and and i think as we're talking right now like you started saying like you don't know what you believe but uh, or if Tim's there or not, but obviously he is because yeah. look at this. Yeah. We think of him every day. He's in our foundation, you know, like don't leave just by remembering the people's name, just by speaking of them, just by living our best lives mm-hmm. in honor of them. They are close to the veil. Yeah. And yeah. we're kind of the veil. Yeah. I know. It, it really like, <laughs> I don't think that people can understand fully just how much that this foundation means to us though like and even like our staff I know most of them listen to the podcast like there is not a day that goes by that like I don't feel deep gratitude to them for doing what they do for you know treating these scars and doing it with a smile on their face and love in their hearts and empathy and mm-hmm. compassion and all of the things it just I it is it means more to me than, I mean, anything. I'm so, so grateful to our staff. Yeah, I am grateful to our staff too. I'm grateful that as much as we love empowering people to look the way they want to look and feel like the best versions of themselves, and that's not just buzzwords, that's the truth. As much Mm -hmm. as we love someone changing their lips and changing their life or finally, you know, waking up and not thinking about the bump in their nose, you know, or the wrinkle on their forehead. They just can think about the book they want to write or the song they want to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave is fathoms more, you know, meaningful, meaningful. It's so much more meaningful because it is, I mean, lasers are big, heavy, expensive equipment Mm -hmm. and it costs a lot and it's, a hard process to go in and like to have someone open their doors and say, come in, it's free. You're safe. We love you. Like if we could do it all day and still provide lives uh-huh. for our staff and whatever, but the Botox and the filler, it provides jobs for these staff members that can then do benevolent service right. and make the world a better place right? and change people's lives. Yeah. Including ours, including every ours. single Mostly ours. person that I meet that is one of our, you know, clients that is participating in Don't Leave. It's like I am touched and amazed. These are incredible, incredible people, truly. Yeah, really, really incredible people, and and like people who have become our friends that we love. You know, totally. Do you want to share a review right now? I feel like. Yes, I think that is a great idea. It's no time like the present. It's actually so. It's not a review. Um, it's actually one of our clients he posted on his social media, um, which is incredibly brave and amazing. It's a really good message. I actually want you to read it though. Can you? Yeah, of course. I just, of course I'd be honored to. It's emotional. So trigger warning. It's a suicide post warning. Um, to share my two cents of this month being suicide awareness month. 
What I have come to learn and believe in for myself and others, I am not going to be defined by what others think about my life experiences or circumstances. I was born with cerebral palsy and I'm also an LGBTQ individual. I've attempted suicide multiple times, mostly because of the trauma I've experienced being exposed to homophobic beliefs of people and a certain Christian organization as a teen and a young adult. I have worth and I'm not better off dead and I'm not going to hell because of my sexuality, which I was born with. Don't make life harder than it should be for someone who has suicide already in their mind. You could be the one that pushes them over the edge. One experience that was life-changing for me after my suicide attempt has been laser scar treatment, thanks to my friends at Beauty Lab and Laser. Oh. And he's been coming in to get some of his uh, scars lasered, and he posted a picture of how they're improving. And we love you. Don't leave. Don't leave. And it's such an important message that... um, you know, everybody needs to hear and it's hard to hear. It really is. This is a, it's a tough subject and Mm -hmm. we appreciate everyone, you know, listening and, um, just helping us spread, spread the message of love. Share the love. The lab loves you. And, and if you've lost someone and you miss them, you're not alone. No. And if you lost someone and you feel angry, you're not alone. Yeah. And if you lost someone and you don't think you're ever going to feel closure you're You're not not alone alone. i have to sing it (laughs) do it i'm sorry you're not alone say it five more times you're not alone you're You're not not alone alone. you're You're not alone alone. (laughs) um you, you really we are all in this together yes we are and remember that the lab loves you and life, life is, is short, short. by the, the lips. lips don't leave don't leave